1: I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to games with names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now.
1: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking
3: down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep,
4: and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week.
1: What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters?
5: Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name?
2: Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the
1: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: everybody, I'm Rachel Bonetta and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo!
6: I'm just here so I won't get fine.
4: Every week I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. <gasps> Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: Sports Grid. Get on the grid.
7: Hello everyone and welcome to the Daily Roto Hour here on Sports Grid TV. You also might be listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined today by Colin Drew. And today on the show, we are gonna be doing a live underdog fantasy draft best ball championship show with you. For those of you guys who don't know, Underdog Fantasy is a new best ball app. You can download that on your Android or your iOS. It is a million dollar guaranteed tournament, two hundred thousand dollars to first place. Uh, it is half point PPR. You have eighteen roster spots. You generally want to draft two quarterbacks, six running backs, seven or eight wide receivers, and two or three tight ends. And we are going to be drafting this team live on air. Colin, are we? Are we pumped?
3: Yeah, we're pumped. Uh, not as pumped as we would have been if we got the first pick, but we got uh, we got the turn. We've got the twelfth overall pick in this draft, and we'll be competing against that uh, good friend Amixta from the five spot. So it should be a fun draft. Well,
7: we're probably not going to win this one. The uh, the 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 math that has been done on win rates essentially says that uh, you you really want to get the first pick, right? Having the first pick uh, since well. You know, since bet, since draft best ball championships were originated, right, which, you know, is not going back a decade or anything, but the, the years that we have had uh, the best ball championships, we've seen the amazing CMC season, we've seen crazy Ezekiel Elliott seasons, and uh, of course, Saquon Barkley's amazing rookie year as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things for us in the first round, you know, running backs are flying off the board early in, in drafts across the board like the ADPs have shot up a bunch there and you can make a case to go with like a robust RB where you kind of start RB RB and then uh, just build out wide receiver depth later, or you can try to go the zero RB route. So we're going to have to make that decision coming up here. Um, per our projections, the sports graded fantasy projections, half PPR, Michael Thomas is still on the board, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Tyreek Hill. So we potentially could try to set up like a chief stack if Kelsey and Hill are both there. Or we could play, uh, you know, the the projections and go with like a top value like Devontae Adams.
7: So I got to say, I really hate leaving my first two picks without a running back, which is not something that I would say in a weekly management format, you know, like when we're drafting in the main event or whatever. But I even if it's Derrick Henry, half point PPR, those guys are a little bit more palatable anyway.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's pretty tough right now. It's like Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, and Josh Jacobs are the guys who are kind of left there. So definitely not the best spot to go running back. Um, I, I generally lean that way as well, but I think for this one, I know we can talk a little bit about stacking strategy, but it looks like we have a pretty unique opportunity to grab both Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, which could potentially set us up with like a Mahomes stack if we're able to get him coming back in the third round, which... I think it's definitely something a lot of people aren't going to be able to accomplish.
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, so I think the issue with starting Kelsey Hill is that if you don't get Mahomes, you're like basically chunking this team in the discard pile, right? Like you're just like, well, that team probably is not winning. So you're really leaving yourself open to your draft mates being kind to you. And I like this better from like the 9 or the 10 where you can reach a little bit from Mahomes as opposed to, you know, the turn where you're the last pick in the third round.
3: Yeah. I think, I think that's fair. And uh, yeah, there's uh, you know, one of the things as I was getting back into this, this season, there's definitely a lot of errors that you can make as you're going through the process, uh, whether or not it's trying to stack and not realizing you're not going to get the QB or, you know, overlapping bye weeks on guys. So it'll be interesting yep. kind of what's left here.
7: Um, yeah. I think probably on the turn, like, generally, I would I would say you, you do probably want to get Kelsey or Kittle there and just lock that up and take advantage of the one nice thing about picking on the turn. And then, you know, realistically, you know, I don't have a preference between Tyreek Hill or Nick Chubb. I think that, you know, the chances of them ending up on the tournament winning team are, are pretty equivalent.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think Chubb especially is a pretty interesting one because you're, you're worried a little bit about the role that Kareem Hunt had there, but it's almost like the inverse Uh, of, like, the zero RB appeal. Like, Chubb's a good value anyways, and then if uh, anything happens to Hunt... And then he has
7: this massive massive contingent value. Yeah, Hunt... I mean, Hunt gets traded, Hunt gets suspended, anything. We're like, oh, well, Chubb is the, you know, fourth best running back in fantasy or whatever.
3: So, with this team as the, you know, as as we eventually will approach the third-round pick, I think, um, you know, the hope would be we get Mahomes there, but if not... I think we're hoping that um, there's still like a decent RB value left there, whether that's Clyde Edwards Hilaire, James Connor, maybe even like reaching on someone like uh, Todd Gurley. So um, those are some of the guys that I'm thinking about right now. I have no doubt that there's going to be really good wide receivers available. Um, it's just a question of if we get a RB value that falls too.
7: Yeah. I mean, that's so that's again the other thing about picking on the turn is you know, when you go to 3 4, you can take. DJ Moore, Smith-Schuster, A.J. Brown, like it just any, any, like so many guys.
0: I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida.
5: Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need
0: in each of these stories we share lessons lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that i hope will be meaningful to you listen to the dial of muhammad ali on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast i'm
1: julian edelman from games with names and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time Deep. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw he fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. But did. we're gonna dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people new episodes dropping weekly listen to games with names on the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
3: as you like are there at the three four turn yeah yeah and i i think especially kind of earlier in the the drafting season i think the adp is on Wide receivers are maybe a little bit less efficient. A lot of people still are drafting off of the ADPs or the default rankings. Uh, I yeah. uploaded Sports grade fantasy football rankings, so uh, I, I feel like you're always kind of finding value in like the you know fifth through eighth rounds too. Whether it's like Will Fuller's of the world or you know upside wide receiver targets.
7: Yeah, and you know there is the added benefit in obviously in the best ball format where one we're going to end up loading up on wide receivers right like we are going to still be taking wide receivers in the 16th 17th and 18th round and we don't have the pressure of optimizing them right like we don't have to decide to start will fuller we don't have to decide to start um michael hardman basically
3: yeah yeah i definitely think that's true um we're now five picks away so we've got adam Thielen on the board dj moore mark andrews but we wouldn't go with two tight ends this early You got aj brown calvin ridley tyler lockett todd Gurley, and mahomes is still on the board with five picks left so a little bit of a sweat for us here
7: yeah we have a little bit of a sweat there waiting for patrick mahomes so we are going to go ahead and head into our first break here on the daily rota hour when we return we will see if we get patrick mahomes and continue to talk best ball fantasy football strategy
6: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: this episode is brought to you by direct stream introducing direct stream the best of live tv and on demand which means you can get all your favorite sports movies and shows together so you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part, DirecTV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream, get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location, restriction supply.
8: Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
2: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
8: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination.
2: sports grade get on the grade
7: hello everyone and welcome back from break here on the daily roto hour colin and i are drafting an underdog best ball championship team live on the air right now we started from the 12 13 turn with travis kelsey and tyreek hill colin we are sweating getting patrick mahomes here at the three four turn how's it looking
3: yeah we're two picks away right now he's still on the board but todd Gurley went back um, off, he was one of the contingent plans at RB. Best available RBs are pretty dicey right now. I'd say Chris Carson is one of the guys I would consider taking here. You've got David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon as the other guys. Um, but you know, it, it's like you said, it kind of gets pretty thin at running back quickly, and you don't want to feel like you're reaching guys in like the fourth or fifth round. Um, so, I don't know. Hopefully, Mahomes will stay here, and then we've got a choice to make as far as whether or not we go with like a, a Chris Carson type or a DJ Moore at the wide receiver position.
7: I have to say I'm I'm starting to get kind of into Chris Carson just sort of being like they they just want to give him the ball and yeah, he's got tons of competition, but a lot of his competition is not of the pass catching variety, so you know, he could still kind of back into 40-ish receptions or so, which is meaningful, when especially because he has that goal line role.
3: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the injury to Penny, who's not expected to be ready for the start of the season. Um, They did add some depth. They're going to bring in some guys. They got like bodies with Carlos Hyde. But, um, yeah, we we got Mahomes and we got Chris Carson. So right now we've got a a Chiefs double stack, which feels really good for upside if we make it kind of out of the group stage, because obviously the upside of the Chiefs passing game is as good as anything. And then uh, Chris Carson. So we've got our first running back as well.
7: So now our masterclass,
3: class, Davis, this is this a is this class, is I'm honestly
7: sure. this is a very good start because, you know, my my assumption is that many of the people who many many of the teams in the underdog uh, fantasy football championship, they're like if they are Mahomes stacks they're going to have paid an absurd, like they're going to have drafted Mahomes in early in the third round. So that would leave their fourth round pick, you know, pretty substantially worse than Chris Carson. My guess is that there are not a ton of Tyreek kelsey Mahomes stacks you know sometimes i think that people would start with travis kelsey and then take patrick Mahomes. so i i like this start so really we got to be on our game and not mess up the rest of this draft because i i really would like this team to uh to to do well so we got it we got to be on our games here
3: yeah yeah it's funny you know as you get back into these some of the rest like i you know took quarterbacks with overlapping bye weeks there are teams where i drafted Ertz and dallas there which is not like the worst thing in the world given the eagles lack of you know talent of the wide receiver position but still not you know then you have to for sure add a third tight end and um the quarterbacks with bye weeks too you definitely can't be taking zeros in general with quarterbacks and with you know the COVID stuff definitely adds a wrinkle to fantasy football as well because you know positions that usually are safe as far as playing 16 games are you know safer you know, they're definitely not as far as you know COVID, and we've seen some of the outbreaks with mlb hopefully the nfl can learn from that but it does feel like we're going to be dealing with a lot of kind of chaos and depth is going to be really important this year.
7: Depth is going to be important in some of these other best ball drafts that I've been doing. I've been opting to take three tight ends and three quarterbacks, which is from like a win rate perspective, historically, not super great, but I, I actually do think that that stuff is really going to come into play this year with like, you know, the the, right now there's the proposed three week COVID IR basically. So that it's not great.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've still got like a dozen or so picks until we're up at the tail end of the fifth round. But, you know, the tail end of the fifth round, you're basically looking at pick 60 from an ADP perspective. Um, you get into running backs where they they might have upside, but don't necessarily have a secure role or their role is a timeshare. So some of the guys that would be up at the running back position, I'm interested in your opinions on Raheem Moster, who just had You know, the contract agreement with San Francisco, a little bit less risk to him. We'll probably see his ADP slide up. I don't know if it will slide up in this draft or not. David Montgomery would be another guy that feels a little cringy drafting this early. But um, if somehow the Bears were to turn around, you know that he's going to get the bulk of the goal line work. And then Mark Ingram with the Ravens offense, definitely an aging running back, not the profile player that we necessarily like to take. But the touchdown upside was definitely something that he realized last year
7: um acres is a guy i like here though there is this interesting thing with underdog adp because it's it's newer and it is recently launched it is not nearly as sharp. You know, it is not has uh, not uh, been hardened by fire the way that, you know, the FFPC ADP is the way that drafters ADP is. So, like, you know, Kareem Hunt goes a lot later in these. You were able to get running backs, you know, kind of just like around later. And so in a normal, you know, high stakes competitive draft, I would be thinking about like Damian Williams and Cam Akers here. But it sounds like we would be able to get David Montgomery here, who is definitely a guy that like. By at the 5-6 turn, I mean you can just project him for 300 touches very easily.
3: I would say uh Montgomery just went the pick before us, acres went, Hunt went, so a lot of those guys are off the board. It's kind of between Ingram and most there at the running back position as we approach the clock. Devin Singletary, another guy there. Then we have Keenan Allen, Marquise Brown. Um Mark Ingram went the pick before us too. So uh,
7: I would I would go I would go Mostert here, and then I would think about a running back because I think probably realistically we are looking at a will fuller mccall hardman selection at the 7-8 turn so i think we probably want to hammer one running back here at least
3: so we got uh we got raheem mostert um devin singletary jk dobbins deandre swift some of the other guys that are still on the board at running back so so for me i think like Keenan allen marquise brown
7: so no one agrees with me on this everyone is pushing back on me against this i i like jk dobbins i think he has I think he has insane upside this year in this offense. I am, I am big on JK Dobbins relative to a lot of my other sharp fantasy buddies.
3: All right. All right. So I'll, I'll slide this one in for you. This is feeling like a Matic like build anyways, because we got the chief stack. So if we're going to shoot for the 200 K, I want you to feel like you're bought into this with me. And so we got most air in, in Dobbins at that turn, um, which means it's a running back heavy start for us. And we would probably, um, You know, we've already got quarterback and tight end. Obviously, we can't be picking depth at those for a while. So we're going to have to try to stockpile on wide receivers at some point.
7: Yeah, I think that now our plan is we complete the Optimus Prime chief stack. We get McCole Hardman.
0: I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988. And to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida.
5: Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need.
0: In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to the Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time.
7: And then at wide receiver, we're looking at guys like Will Fuller, we're looking at guys like Anthony Miller, um, Sterling Shepard, you know, sometimes Devontae Parker will last that long, though I'm not, I'm not uh, 100% sure about how that impacts. Or, or how that plays out in underdog ADP, but kind of the guys that go around this range that I would like in high-stakes stuff would be uh, Landry, Cooks, Dante Johnson, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk. Like, uh, I, you know, I think if Fuller is gone, I think probably we go Kirk and Hardman is yeah. probably the move there.
3: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think the Fuller, I've seen... Go as late as like eighth or ninth round, and in this draft he actually went in the fifth round, which was probably the earliest that I've seen him go.
7: So I would imagine that that team now is going to take Deshaun Watson in the sixth or the seventh round.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's the same team, but Watson definitely just went off the board. Um, and he usually goes kind of in this middle of the sixth range. I think that's a, a fair range for him. He, I mean, he has all the upside in the world. Um, but yeah, that, um, I think so. Hardman would probably things, be there, and yeah. I think the other guys, like, like I'm always finding Anthony Miller available whenever I want to draft him. It's just a question right. of how long you can wait, because he can go in, like, the 10th round as well.
7: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think, I think Hardman and then, you know, just our favorite of the guys who are available there. One of the things that we also need to start thinking about is we have to build in – the backdoor stack now because we're not taking a quarterback you know in the first 10 rounds because we took Mahomes so with our wide receiver picks we need to think about okay you know is this a quarterback we can take in the 12th round so you know there's going to be less equity for us taking Christian Kirk as opposed to you know Sterling Shepard or whoever because their quarterback is already gone so we need to start thinking about you know do we like Stafford do we like Minshew do we like Daniel Jones because it's it's very important to get that double stack built in there
3: yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense, especially for the the tail end of this round, the way that things structure, you kind of have the first, you know, 12 or 13 weeks as the league play. And then it turns into more of a DFS GPP where that stack matters. I think on a week to week basis, you know, Mahomes is probably going to fill some like 75, 80 percent of the QB weeks. And so you are looking for that stack more for like the tremendous upside game that could potentially you know, put you into that like 200K payout if you have to make it to the league championships.
7: Yeah, and because it is the backdoor stack, you know, we don't really care. Like, we we are try, we are looking to keep that price as low as possible. Uh, but we are going to go ahead and head into break here real quick on the Daily Roto Hour on SportsGrid TV. When we return, we will be making our selections at the 7-8 turn in a live Best Ball Fantasy Football Championship draft. Uh, see you guys in just a few minutes to hopefully select McCole Hardman on the other side of break.
6: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
8: look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest it's a storybook world for them you look and see a tree they see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
2: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine then on SI.com, and now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on LA to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now.
4: everybody. I'm Rachel Benetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo!
6: I'm just here so I won't get fined.
4: You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it. Odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great i'm also doing something that has never been done before i'm opening my dms
5: dms now open
4: we want to hear from you fans of the nfl and yeah, when i woke up this morning i was feeling pretty dangerous did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it please for the love of roger goodell do not tell me i can be held accountable Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Hello, everyone, and welcome back from break here on the Daily Roto Hour on SportsGrid TV. So now we are getting ready to pick here at the 7-8 turn. Colin, what's the what's the board looking like?
3: We, we got sniped. McColl Hardman, Brandon Coach oh. just went off the board. So the, the illustrious triple stack is in there. At the wide receiver position, which I think is a position of need for us, Deontay Johnson, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, Golden Tate, Big Mike Williams are kind of the top targets that we have here. Um, you know, there is some tight end value, but I think it's too early for us to go to another tight end.
7: Yeah, I think I think we just grab Kirk and uh, you know Slayton or Tate, and then we get we have Daniel Jones as our. Was well, Evan Ingram there at tight end, or is he gone? Uh, that's a good question. I would because I would prefer to take Ingram than those guys. I
3: think yeah, he's he's off the board. So it's it's Deontay Johnson, Anthony Miller, Golden Tate, Mike Williams.
7: Well, let's go, let's go, let's go, Johnson. Actually, because I like the I like the Um backdoor stack and we can also take eric ebron as our second tight end as well
3: yeah okay i'm, I'm fine with that deontay johnson a guy I, I don't find myself drafting a ton um, yeah me either i feel like we expect juju to have a, a big bounce back year, and and that we're high on him relative to adp but i think johnson's an interesting play one of the other things that i like to do and um i think it works especially when the adps let it work and being able to grab like two secondary players from the same offense, if you have like faith in the passing offense, but know it could be volatile week to week. And so I think like Johnson and James Washington, as far as like a late round wide receiver target is also pretty interesting because you could hit a home run on one of those guys. Obviously they're both not going to hit, but um, if one of them a home run, that's obviously a big win. And then if they each have decent seasons, but it's just rotating on and off, that's also a decent win for best ball
7: yeah, so the thing with Johnson is I agree with you. he's just not a guy that I find myself drafting very often because, I mean, look where he goes around, right? He goes around Will Fuller. He goes around Jarvis Landry. He goes around Christian Kirk. He goes around Nicole Hardman. Like all of those guys are, I mean, like universally, I prefer all of those guys to him. even if it's slight, the that preference is still very much there.
3: yeah. So our buddy, Anthony Miko has got something in this draft as well. Um, I noticed he took Kyler earlier. He's got Dalvin Cook on his roster, Chris Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Michael Gallup, and Mark Andrews right now. So a wide receiver heavy approach for him. He did just add Vaughn from Tampa Bay um, with the eighth overall pick, but wide receiver heavy start for him. How do you like that team?
7: Uh, well, he's definitely sitting there tilting the fact that we just took Christian Kirk. I think he probably thought that Kirk would come back to him where he just selected Keyshawn Vaughn. We, we did take Kirk a little bit ahead of ADP there. And, um, I mean that Kyler Murray christian kirk stack it's like the perfect symbiotic adp because if kyler is beating his adp christian kirk is like stone lock to have done better than wide receiver 36 or whatever and if christian kirk does better than wide receiver 36 you know kyler is a stone lock to have beaten his adp so it's like that's probably i think my most drafted stack and and there's another one there that fits which is dak and Gallup, and you can pretty much alternate those between whichever draft you're
3: doing Debo Samuel just went off the board. I was interested to see where he would go just with some of the injury news around his foot, uncertainty if he'll be available to start the season. Uh he went at 8.10, So that's definitely slipped back that's a, at least that's around.
7: Gross to me. I, I my my philosophy on injured players is you know, enough guys are gonna get injured in season, and that's without the threat of COVID that like I just I really don't mess around with taking injured players in um especially in best ball where an injured player the the worst thing that can happen to your roster in best ball is to have a player injured and giving you zero after zero
3: yeah yeah i definitely see that um especially you've seen the foot injuries be something that just always linger so it kind of depends on obviously the type of injury how clear the news is i think there
7: yeah so let's uh let's recap the team for everyone we are through eight selections let's uh let's read out the roster
3: yeah, so we got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, drafted him in the third round. Our running backs right now, Chris Carson, Raheem Oster, J.K. Dobbins. So we're not super Very deep
7: high T start <laughs> at
3: running back. Wide receiver, we got Tyreek Hill, Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, and then we've got Kelsey locked down in the tight end position.
7: So I think the, our plan for the uh, the next 10 picks of this draft is obviously we need to try and get... Uh, a couple more high upside wide receivers uh, to to build in with that mix. Um, you know, obviously, I think we want to get, you know, Tony Pollard, Boston Scott, um, A.J. Dillon, Darrington Evans, that group of guys, and then probably Ben Roethlisberger and Eric Ebron as our backup quarterback and backup tight end.
3: So we we're coming up in four picks here. Some of the guys top values on our board, Anthony Miller, uh, hopefully it's stepping into a bigger role for Chicago, regardless of who plays quarterback. You've got Tariq Cohen there, Mike Jesicki. Uh then you've started to get like Daniel Jones, Golden Tate types, Austin Hooper's on the board there, Brashad Perriman. So some interesting is, picks. No is guys. Is Sterling
7: here. Shepard there? Or is he gone? Cause I think I think I would uh I think I would just I would maybe just get it get it out of the way, right? Get the backdoor stack out of the way and go. Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, or or Golden Tate, not that I have a huge preference between those yeah, two guys. Yeah,
3: yeah, Shepard is here. Um it, it still feels a little early to get, I get think, to get a second quarterback, just given the capital we've invested already at quarterback and wide receiver. That's but, true.
7: Yeah. Um,
3: so um we would still add Shepard though and hope that Jones stays on the board for a little bit longer.
7: Yeah. So do we want to go um do we want to go like Jalen like Jalen Reger and Sterling Shepard here? Or does Reger not
3: go early in these? Uh, I think he typically stays on the board a little bit longer. I'm actually going to go with Anthony Miller, which is the top yeah. guy that I have in our projections. Yeah, I like him. It's not, um, I mean, you don't feel great about it, right? Drafting it to Chicago, but that's the...
0: I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends his influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida.
5: Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need.
0: In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. Deep. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. But it did. we're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to games with names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: That offense is already kind of priced in there. Um, so I think you're getting a guy that should be a clear wide receiver two for them this year, was a wide receiver two for them last year. And there's not really any increased competition that they brought in. So uh, the targets will be there at least.
7: So we just went uh, Miller-Shepard there? Yeah. Okay, so plenty of ways to build in that backdoor snack now. Even if we get absolutely robbed, um, we can take we could take Trubisky in the 18th. If, if it really does come to that, hopefully uh, it doesn't come to that. We have built out our wide receiver room a little bit more now so we don't have to feel super panicky there. And there's a good group of running backs left for us, obviously to select from at the... Uh, it's what it's the 11-12 turn now. So theoretically, two of Pollard, Edmonds, Evans, uh, Boston, Scott, uh, you know, just that group of high upside, uh, you know, continued value running backs should be there for us as well in, uh, in those picks.
3: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, shockingly, Pollard is already off the board. Um, There's but... all I
7: mean, it only takes one, right? It only takes one guy to be like, look, I'm taking Tony Pollard in the ninth round, and that's. I mean, that's where his ADP is going to settle in August anyways. It's just right now you can get him a little bit later.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. The picks here, if you were looking for just uh, like the guys that are still on the board, if you're looking for just production, I think you've got Tariq Cohen there who feels like a floor play, but not a guy that's ever going to step into some massive ceiling. Um, Alexander Madison would be the guy that I would pray somehow falls because yeah, he does feel like the type that could step into a massive ceiling if it shakes out the right way.
7: Uh, yeah, I like, I mean, I think I include, so Madison for me was not in that group of super high end handcuffs because he was being priced out of that group earlier on in the off season after the reports that, uh, Dalvin Cook may or may not be holding out. But now that his vice, now that his price is falling back with Edmonds and Evans and those guys, I think he is now in that group again.
3: Yeah, I would expect it to continue to slip at least a little bit just because Cook actually did report um, this week, which, you know, once you have the concrete news there, it'll kind of shake off the speculation that was hurting things before. And Cook is obviously being drafted. as like a top five back. So people are comfortable with that. pick. Well,
7: I mean, what's interesting is Cook really never fell further than like I I never did a draft where I saw Cook go outside of the first round, even when Madison was being drafted crazy early.
3: Yeah. Yeah. what, what is your stance on guys like Tariq Cohen and James White if you're getting them pretty late? You're kind of guys that have been producing week to week, but they're never going to have like a monster ceiling. Are you typically fine with that and you're you're happy taking some production? Or are you trying to swing for like a home run with every pick here?
7: So I like those dudes. I I like those guys way better in weekly management zero RB teams. Where like sometimes you just really need those nine points. Cohen, I'm cool with in this format because he does offer spiked week potential in a way that James White won't. They they actually do target him a little bit deeper down the field. So like Cohen, I I actually think is fine and and is a legit zero RB target for me.
3: Yeah, yeah. Boston Scott just went to Amico. It's always fun when you're drafting with one of your buddies who likes the same guys but boston scott doesn't feel like he has too much more upside than cohen like at least in my opinion i get better offense for sure i mean but. he was getting
7: five and a half targets a game while while being the backup to miles sanders so if he has standalone value similar to cohen but i think his like boston scott's contingent value if they don't sign devonta freeman or someone is as high as tony pollard's i think probably
3: so we're a, a pick away we've got cohen justin jackson darrell henderson darrington evans chase edmonds on the board there i would think that my preference here would be to go with like edmonds and cohen assuming one of them doesn't get sniped the other options would be going at tight end with just sicky or going at wide receiver with like a, a Perriman, robbie anderson type
7: so yeah i mean i think we just double tap uh i agree cohen with you. i i agree with you cohen um I actually do really like Daryl Henderson, but Edmonds Edmonds has way better contingent value because I think Henderson is going to be in a split of some regards, no matter what. So yeah, let's go Edmonds.
3: Yeah, I, I, I mean that's definitely a really tough one for me, Henderson specifically, just because. Look, I mean he was drafted in fantasy leagues really highly last year, expecting right. some type of role. Obviously, didn't come together. Malcolm Brown played ahead of him. It. They added Acres. It wouldn't shock me if Acres played like passing snaps, and Malcolm Brown still played, you know, forty percent of the snaps as like the starting running back, and Henderson played like twenty percent or something like that. Like that type of mix wouldn't totally shock me, which is why I find myself like pretty hesitant to draft Henderson unless it's really late.
7: So. I mean, I I like both of them. Right. Like uh, like I like I like acres because I I actually kind of think you have to like I think if you like one of them, you necessarily have to like the other one Um, at their cost, I think is sort of the way that that ends up working out, because theoretically you're you're saying one, this role exists and one I expect this offense to be a little bit better. Uh, But we are going to go ahead and head into break here real quick on the Daily Roto Hour. When we return, we are going to finish building out our underdog fantasy best ball championship team and continue talking through our strategy.
6: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: If I could be you and you could be me for just one hour.
8: If you could find a way
4: to get inside
8: each
2: other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes.
8: Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk
2: a mile in my, in my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out, and for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org, brought to you by the Ad Council.
8: Walk a mile in my shoes.
1: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing
3: analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy
4: football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week.
3: What
1: if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters?
5: Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name?
7: Well, you're in luck because the NFL
2: Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best
3: talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football
7: into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League.
3: Listen on the iHeartRadio
1: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid.
7: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Daily Roto Hour here on Sports Grid TV. Drafting our best ball championship team to uh, to go back to Acres and Henderson there for a second. I I guess kind of what I feel is it's more likely than not that Acres just does win the job out and kind of plays that Todd Gurley role. But also, you know, we really haven't seen them play a two-back system and i think that as long as it's a two-back system and not a three-back system with with malcolm brown playing i think both of them could out earn their adp because like i i do think sean McVay is kind of a donkey with the roster but i do think he is a good play caller
3: yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Malcolm Brown ends up starting at them for running back, but the upside is probably capped there. Um, one of the things we have to try to figure out and sort through right now or build has left us a couple different options. Right now, we've got Mahomes at quarterback. We've got five running backs, five wide receivers, and one tight end. We're obviously going to want to add at least one tight end, one quarterback before we exit the draft, need to manage the bye weeks there, hopefully complete a snack. But then we need to decide if we're going to go with like a deeper wide receiver core, or go with like a two seven seven two type setup as we approach this turn. Brashad Perriman, Noah Fant, Robbie Anderson, um, Blake Jarwin are some of the guys that are kind of popping up in the projections. And then you still have Darrington Evans, Justin Jackson as far as like zero RB late round you know targets.
7: Well, do we want to take Sammy Watkins? Right, we we probably do. At, at this pick right we we would like to so we didn't get McCole hardman he's, but we would probably like to get he's, he's off the board no way man the people the market the market's too sharp bro you know <laughs> so it's like what do we it's like what do we even do how can oh. we how can we even survive
3: so i like Perriman a little bit with this pick um as one of the guys i don't know there's just so many you know targets to go around there and i guess it's just a question of whether or not you feel like they're going to be able to have a rookie wide receiver step in who's going to eat those or if Perryman's going to be locked into like 80% of snap roll. Uh,
7: Yeah. I mean, I, I like Perryman a bit, you know, my, my reservations are, you know, do like, do I like him in the same way that some people like Crowder where I'm just like, well, they got to throw the ball to somebody. And, and I mean, maybe that is true. Like Perryman is a guy that I just find myself being like, whatever, whenever I take him.
3: I think the other thing I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take Ben Roethlisberger. A lot of the quarterbacks are going off the board. We want to complete that stack. And we had talked about uh, the right time to draft James Washington. I feel like it's still too early to draft James Washington. I'd still probably rather take Perriman. Um, Well, if we're
7: going to take James Washington and we like Isabella and Boykin later on in the draft, too, we should take Darrington Evans here.
3: Okay. So I'm, I'm fine taking Darrington Evans. I don't have a particularly strong opinion on him. Um, I think obviously you're, you're hoping for an injury at that point, right? Just because it's unlikely that he plays a substantial role if that doesn't happen.
7: I mean, we are only, we are only, uh, a year removed from Dion Lewis having more touches and snaps straight up than Derrick Henry. And Evans is that sort of guy he caught 21 passes his final year at Appalachian State like I I think I it would not surprise me now obviously I don't think he will get more touches than Derrick Henry but it wouldn't surprise me to see him have a little bit of standalone value and massive contingent value because if Derrick Henry gets injured if Derrick Henry has to take a a COVID timeout, you know we don't think that the Titans are going to become this big pass heavy team or anything like that
3: yeah yeah I think that's fair um You know, Evans, not a guy I was super familiar with, felt a little reachy, but I think one of the things when you're at the turn, especially you have to, you have to, because you're not picking for another 24 picks.
7: Well, so I think there are a couple different ways to approach the turn. One is you basically are like the auto drafter where like guys who fall 10 spots too far, they just all end up on your team. Or the other way to go is I have this very specific roster construction in mind and very specific stacks in mind. And I would like to build those out that way. And I think that, um, I think that probably the first approach is going to be better in like the cash games on underdog, you know, like the 12 man top three get paid. I think that the, you know, stack uh, specific roster construction is better for the the championship
3: yeah yeah i'm i'm fine with that approach um you know we're still you know about a full round away we've got six running backs on the roster five wide receivers one tight end two quarterbacks probably stick with two quarterbacks we're definitely going to be adding a tight end at some point it might be super late at this point unless we're able to get ebron who's kind of one of the next five guys on our board a guy probably we could have grabbed at the turn last round. Um if we wanted to try to play the ADP waiting game with Evans. But um if not, Ebron, I think we're probably gonna be waiting pretty late on tight end. And I think we need to decide whether or not we're gonna go with uh a seventh running back or we're just gonna try to load up on more wide receivers. No, time.
7: I think with I think with Carson and Dobbins and Mostert, I think, sixes should be our max. And we got we got three conti- well, we got two contingent value guys we like in Chase Edmonds and Darrington Evans and then one uh, contingent slash standalone guy in Tariq Cohen that we like a little bit as well. So I think I think our plan at this next turn should be Ebron and you know are our, our favorite wide receiver value if if in fact ebron is there do you like herb smith jr he's a guy he's a guy that i've found myself drafting more and more
3: um i i i think that's an okay play i mean you do expect the vikings to lean heavily on the two tight end offense running the game play action that type of stuff um so i think he's okay from that perspective a guy i would expect to do better than last year but he's still going to be competing with like rudolph um and rudolph should regress. herb should move up but I guess between the two of them, I would still prefer to draft OJ Howard uh, because it wouldn't surprise me at all if Howard has a decent year if both him and Gronker.
1: I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on the search. To find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the, the play game. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you call him Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're saying, saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2000- 2004 ALCS with Big Papi. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 win winner, winner, chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. He fired the ball. I hear
2: the roar of the crowd. I
1: never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to games with names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Involved in, you know, Gronk can be used as a really strong blocker, and the Patriots obviously were successful with two tight end offenses, something that Brady's used to, so I feel like Howard is a pretty good upside tight end too.
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Howard. I prefer to take Howard when I have Brady because then I'm just telling myself the story that there are all these successful guys in Tampa Bay, right? That there's just so much success that the cup runneth over all the way down to all the way down to OJ Howard.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty dicey right here as we're coming up Uh, a few picks away. Corey Davis, Tyrell Williams are some of the best wide receivers left. James Washington is a guy I think we've made up our decision. We're going to try to take him complete that stack with big ben and then we would be able to decide between like howard and irv smith just going off the board as well so i guess for me right here my gut would say to pick james washington and then either to take howard or to go with another wide receiver just don't love these other wide receivers
7: what's uh so yeah i think washington we take and then what is the tight end board look like
3: uh the hold on i'll tell you tight end bird is sternberger oj howard take washington with this pick
7: and then it, and then it's like gerald everett dawson knox howard
3: rudolph sternberger Cole Kmet, dawson knox gerald everett yeah so i'd like yes. to take howard here
7: yeah that's fine yeah i think i think howard is i have, I have no objections so we have our mahomes mega stack with patrick mahomes uh, travis kelsey tyreek hill we have the cheap uh Steelers stack where we are uh essentially fading Smith-Schuster and Ebron actually because you know yeah. if Ebron if well if Ebron doesn't develop into a red zone role or gets injured or something I actually think that's pretty big for James Washington I kind of feel like Johnson has his role Smith-Schuster has his role and I kind of feel like Washington and Ebron are competing for uh you know like like third in the passing game hierarchy there
3: yeah yeah we're obviously banking on Big Ben like being able to stay healthy you know being able to chuck the ball at the same level that he was before um and keep firing so i think that's the other thing there but big ben doesn't really matter for for this team specifically just because mahomes is going to carry the quarterback load so you're really hoping that he's just able to piece together like good seasons for the wide receivers
7: yeah so we are now probably hoping to close the draft with uh you know sleeper guys for me, Andy Isabella, Miles Boykin are two of the big ones that I that I really like. Uh LaVisca Chenault, he probably is off the board by now, but maybe not. Uh it, it very much depends on the draft for Chenault.
3: Yeah. It, so if if this was like solely my draft, one thing I often do, if it's this late, is I would add someone like Rashad Penny, who basically is costing nothing at this point and provides some like back end uh Seahawks stability if something were to to Carson. And I, I actually do think that stacking or handcuffing is viable, especially given the injury risk and COVID risk this year. That would be one thing I would consider, but I'd, I'd like some of the sleepers you mentioned. I definitely like Boykin as an upside guy, guy that can put up some big weeks. I like Steven Sims for some of the same reasons in Washington. Um, but uh, yeah, I think if it was me, I would probably go Penny Boykin, assuming they're still on the board. Um, But I'm still open to adding just two wide receivers if we want to, you know, build a roster that way.
7: Uh, I mean, I prefer Carlos Hyde to uh, Rashad Penny for Chris Carson contingent value, because uh, one, I actually think it's possible that with how much Seattle runs the ball, they both might have like top 30 running back seasons, which is disgusting, but is something that that could happen. And if Carson were to get injured I think that Penny might still play that satellite back role, assuming that his knee is okay, And then Hyde just takes the Carson role straight
3: up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Some of the other, I guess, guys you consider at this point in the draft at the running back position would be someone like Anthony McFarland, who you'd be kind of banking on something happening to Connor, um, you know, hoping that maybe Snell doesn't take too big of a role. And then some of the other wide receivers, I think, have upside if they happen to fall into the right situation. Josh Reynolds is one of those. We know that the Rams defense or offense will look a little bit different at wide receiver with Cooks gone this year. We don't know for sure if that means that Reynolds will have a pretty big role or if Cup will play more on the outside and they'll use two tight ends. But I feel like Reynolds could end up as like a pretty viable wide receiver three if things break the right way. And then Boykin Sims, um, Isabella, unfortunately, is off the board.
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I prefer to just pound the wide receivers probably at this point, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a super strong preference. I, I actually like, I usually like Josh Reynolds quite a bit.
3: So I think our, our plan A, you know, we, we're three picks away. Our plan A is gonna, hopefully we'll be able to take Reynolds and Boykin. If we get sniped, hopefully it's not on both of them.
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, getting, getting sniped in these is the, um, is the, the stone cold worst. It just getting getting sniped in the later rounds because you're like why do you like the same guys everyone likes different late round guys why do you like my late round guys
3: yeah the late round snipe is only worse the only thing worse is the stack snipe when you're like jazzed up to complete your stack with a quarterback and someone snipes him
7: or or like the double stack right Where like oh i have smith schuster and and dante johnson and someone else takes roethlisberger then you're just like what was what are we even doing here what's it all for
3: so Sanu and Sims just went off the board, so I feel pretty good as far as late round wide receiver targets. Going with Josh Reynolds as one of them, and then going with Miles Boykin as the other guy.
7: Yeah, uh, chalk chalk that one up. Miles Boykin is a really really strong late round pick, I think.
3: So that's it. Eighteen rounds in the books. We've got a formation two six eight two as far as two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Ben Roethlisberger. We've got six running backs: Chris Carson, Raheem Mostert. J.K. Dobbins, Tariq Cohen, and then Sleepers and Chase Edmonds and Darrington Evans. The wide receiver position, pretty robust there as far as depth. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, Sterling Shepard, Anthony Miller, James Washington, Josh Reynolds, and Miles Boykin. And then at the tight end position, it's Kelsey and O.J. Howard for us. So I feel like this team's got some decent upside. Uh, maybe a pretty low floor, but it's definitely a fun team to draft, especially with the ability to, to double stack Mahomes.
7: I mean, if you're if you're drafting for floor in something where all of the value is basically in getting I mean, like not even top 10, like top five, you're getting some serious return on your get you're getting a, a good hourly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that thinking about floor, I think that thinking about safety, I think that thinking about like, uh, you know, fragility in these is mostly a misguided exercise. I, I think that the whole exercise should be. How can I end up scoring the most points in the regular season and then weeks 13 through 16? Uh, but we are going to head into our final break here on the Daily Rota Hour on SportsGrade TV. When we return, we will continue a quick wrap-up on our team and uh, you know some observations on ADP and strategy in the underdog fantasy football best ball championship.
5: Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them, with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org/podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.
1: Ooh, but Mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like Mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh. That's a shame. That mug was a fam
8: favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit
2: NHTSA.gov
8: slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
2: You're watching SportsGrid. Get
7: on the grid. All right, everyone, welcoming in to our final segment here on the Daily Roto Hour on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Colin Drew. Just drafted our underdog fantasy baseball championship team. We're hopefully going to be doing this every weekend with you guys. Uh, so, Colin, we we just did a, a live draft on air where we had to think and talk about all of our picks out loud. You know, one of the things I I think that I have noticed is because there are so many people drafting in this who are using the same resources, using similar projections, guys like McCole Hardman, guys like Christian Kirk, uh, the trendy sort of sleeper upside guys, they're going to go even earlier in this than you think they should go.
3: Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, we reached on maybe a couple picks, but we sort of had to because we were at the turn. Obviously, if you guys want to draft off the same projections that we're using over at sportsgrid.com, we've got fantasy football rankings projections all free. So there's no paywall there. You can draft off the same projections that we use to put together this roster. Um, yeah. Other than reaching on a couple picks, I felt like things came together pretty well for us. We didn't overlap by weeks with any of the quarterbacks or tight end positions, which was really good. We've kind of got upside picks that could break into big roles as well as some safe production at the running back position. And then we're loaded up with a lot of upside depth at the wide receiver position. Um, We managed to complete two stacks, which is another thing that is one of the foundations of how we like to approach best ball, especially for this underdog fantasy best ball tournament. So um, I wouldn't give this draft an A, but I think it's like a solid B, B plus.
7: Yeah, I think we probably should have taken Eric Ebron instead of Darrington Evans and then just accepted, um, you know, Anthony McFarland, Josh Kelly, uh Jarek McKinnon, someone like that as our final running back. I think that I, I tend to do that with Darrington Evans where I just get uh like because he is like he is one of those guys that I find to be one you know just one of the best overall sleepers in fantasy football. Uh and, and I think that there is Obviously, a ton of value. And for those who, for those of you who are new to best ball, just if you're taking anything away from this podcast, definitely make sure that you are creating stacks, right? So that you are matching your quarterback up with wide receivers, tight ends, and even running backs. You know, yep. obviously running backs in the NFL, they catch passes too and are going to be part of those big explosion weeks on offense. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about this draft. I think that we did a fairly solid job. A few things that I... Maybe would have done differently. But everyone, thank you very much for listening and watching to the Daily Roto Hour on Sports Grid TV, the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, This has been Davis Matic and Colin Drew. If you guys like the show, of course, give us some feedback and we will be back soon drafting more of these teams, getting more into strategy, player values, and how ADP shifts week over week. And we will see you guys soon
4: everybody, I'm Rachel Bonetta and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta.
6: You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fine.
4: Every week I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs.
5: DMs now open.
4: <laughs> Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now.
1: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football.
2: Do you love hearing analysis
3: around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and
4: O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want
3: in depth news coverage with reporters?
4: Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name?
3: Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app,
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988. And surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to the Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches. Who lived in them? Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to games with names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.